There is no name like the name of our God because there is no one like our God. The many divine names used in Scripture reveal His perfect nature. Let's open the Word of God today with Scott Pauling and learn more about the name. There are many people in our world today who are content for you to talk about Jesus as a historical figure, but not as deity. They're, they're okay with you speaking of a little baby in a manger, but they do not want you to talk about him being the ascended Christ. In other words, they are willing to consent to his humanity, but not his deity. May I just say to you that if you don't recognize that he is Christ, you do not know who Jesus is. His full name and title is the Lord Jesus Christ. And we've talked about the name Jesus. We've talked about the Lord. Let's talk today about the Christ. He is the Lord Jesus Christ. What does it mean? Well, the word Christ literally means anointed one. And the New Testament word Christ is the exact same word, the exact same meaning as the Old Testament word for Messiah. So the the Hebrews would have said Messiah is coming. Israel's long-awaited Messiah. And when he came in the New Testament, in the, in the Greek language, they say the Christ has come. I can prove it to you. John chapter 1, verse number 41, uh, Andrew is witnessing to his own brother. He's talking to Simon Peter about Jesus. And he said, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. So who is Jesus? He is Messiah. Who is Jesus? He is Christ. Who is Jesus? He is the Anointed One. Now, let me give you some messages that I've taken away from my study of this name, Christ. First of all, there's a great message for us in its meaning, in what it means. Remember I said it means Anointed One. Well, in the Old Testament, there were three people, basically, that were anointed. First of all, prophets were anointed. If a prophet was truly God's prophet, he was anointed. God set him apart. Priests were anointed. They could not enter into the priestly office and fulfill their function and offer their sacrifices and lead in worship if they'd not been anointed. And then kings were anointed. You remember David received those very special anointings to be king over Israel. Now, listen to that again. Prophets, priests, and kings. Who is the Lord Jesus Christ? He is the perfect fulfillment of the prophet, the priest, and the king. He is God's messenger and message to us as prophet. He is God's mediator and advocate and go-between as priest. And yes, he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords, the ruler of all. So watch this. God says, my son, Jesus, he will be the anointed one. He is the anointed prophet. The Holy Spirit is upon him. He is the anointed priest. He is the anointed king. He has God's uh, divine enabling and he has God's divine uh, stamp of approval. In fact, we're told in Scripture that the Holy Spirit was given to Jesus without measure. There was no limit, no measure to the giving of the Spirit to him. Why? Because he's Christ. He is the anointed one. So, there's great message in its meaning. In fact, if you back up to Psalm 2, Psalm 2 says this, Why do the heathen rage? 
and the people imagine a vain thing. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against His anointed. In other words, those who do not recognize who Jesus is, they basically look at Him and say, what right do you have to rule over us? What right do you have to say you're the Savior? What right do you have to say we must believe you and follow you? They mock at our Christ. But if you come to the end of Psalm 2, here's what God says to do to the anointed one. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son lest he be angry and you perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Let me tell you, don't mock Christ. Don't rebel against Christ. Don't speak against Christ. Instead, serve Christ. Love Christ. Trust Christ. What is the great message of Psalm 2? The great message of Psalm 2 is that Jehovah God reveals Himself in His anointed one, the coming Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. There's message in its meaning. Secondly, there's also message in its usage. Now this is fascinating to me. But if you read the gospel records, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, primarily the name that is used for our Lord is the name of Jesus. Hundreds of times the name of Jesus. And yet, that name is not used as frequently in the epistles. Instead, the name that is most often used is the name of Christ. Beautiful, really. This title becomes His name. It becomes His proper name. And this is what's fascinating about the usage of Christ. It is most often used for our Lord Jesus after His resurrection. What was the resurrection? The resurrection was the divine evidence that Jesus was who He said He was. See, you can talk about Jesus in a manger and people are all right with a little baby. But what about Christ who came out of the tomb alive forevermore? This is the term that is used for our Lord after His resurrection because it reveals something to us about the glory of Jesus Christ. In fact, Paul almost exclusively reverses the order. Instead of referring to Him as Jesus Christ, he refers to Him as Christ Jesus. The only time he really doesn't do that is when he referred, refers to him by his full title, the Lord Jesus Christ. What's he doing? He's saying that the emphasis in the New Testament, the emphasis of the Holy Spirit, is that we would know that Jesus Christ was not just a good man. He was not just a good teacher. He was not just a historical figure or a good example. No, he is who he said he is. He is the anointed one. He is Christ. He is Messiah. So, there's message in its meaning, there's message in its usage, and then there's a great message for us in its application. You see, this is so beautiful. But do you realize that Christ, this term Christ, is used hundreds of times through the epistles? That's the rest of the New Testament, the, the letters of the New Testament. And what are those epistles? What are those letters all about? They are written to believers, to New Testament Christians, to reveal to us all that we have in Christ. Are you ready for the great application? Oh, I love this. That the anointed one has allowed us to become partakers of his anointing. He was anointed of the Holy Spirit of God. And now every person who comes to God through faith in Jesus Christ also receives the Holy Spirit. It's, a, it's an application to us both for now and for all of eternity. What does it say? It says that at this moment you who have received Jesus Christ as your Savior, have also received the Holy Spirit as your companion and as your comforter. It also means that we who've come to know Jesus as the Christ 
have this to look forward to. We're going to see Christ someday in all of His glory. Are you looking forward to that? I am. You see, this name Christ not only connects him to the Old Testament and connects him to the New Testament, but praise God, this name Christ connects him to me and to you and yes, to what we have to look forward to in all of eternity. Just after the Lord Jesus was born, his parents brought him to the temple in Jerusalem to present him, you remember. And when they came into the temple, there was an old man there by the name of Simeon. The Bible says the Holy Ghost was upon him. He was a just and devout man. He'd been waiting for the coming of Messiah. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 2, verse 26, And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. What an expression. The Lord's Christ. Friend, when Jesus came to earth, the Lord's Christ came to earth. And when Jesus comes to live in you, the Lord's Christ comes to live in you. And when we go to be with Jesus someday, we're going to be with the Lord's Christ. We were told in Acts 4, verse 12, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you can place your faith in Him now. And God promises, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We encourage you to listen to all of our studies in this series and find other helpful tools on our website. If you would like to support this Bible teaching ministry, you may do so at enjoyingthejourney.org. Thank you for helping us reach others with the gospel. 